Hello, Mr. Tanner. How are you today? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. First of all, it's very nice to meet you, Duke, um, Duke Tanner. And um, you have a very interesting story, and I understand that it's going to be turned into a full, um, a full-length film. And I was wondering, as you. You have a very interesting story, and let me just tell the listeners that Duke was a very promising boxer. At um, at nineteen, he had a he had a record of nineteen and zero, and I'm going to let him tell the story. He made a fateful mistake that gave ended up giving him a double life sentence in prison. Well, it has since been reduced. So take me to that time when you decided um, someone that was as successful as you in the community you already had a son tell us what what you what you think you did wrong or what you acknowledge you did wrong okay once again before I speak or before I say anything in life or do anything in life I'd like to give my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ all the praise and glory and thank him for this moment but um at that time of my life, I was going through some uh, financial difficulties for us. Um, and it re- wasn't really about myself. It was about me trying to help certain family members and certain friends. And I wanted, and I made a promise and a vow to them since I was 16 years old that I was going to take them out of these so harsh communities that we grew, in, grew up in in Gary, Indiana. And then when boxing started to slow down or whatnot, um, I ended up getting involved in the street life to make some fast money, to take a shortcut, however you want to say it, that I take full responsibility of today. And when um, actually the guy who started me with selling the drugs um, set me up with the federal agents, and um, I ended up with a life sentence and being the leader of the case, even though he was the main supplier and source. And they gave me a double life sentence that was reduced to 30 years um, in 2016, and I'm continuing to fight. But... um, I plan to use this as a platform to help people because now I can really say that I was on both sides. And like I told Marsha and many others, Mm -hmm. um, I'm that guy that you can tell your kid two different stories. You can tell that same kid, hey, this guy had all the talent in the world and he messed up. Don't be like him. But you can also tell that same kid, this guy had talent, he made a mistake, he did his time, he showed poor redemption. He redeemed himself, and look at what he's doing to make it to where guys, younger kids, and the next generation will see my faults and my mistakes and will not uh, make the same ones. You know, the people. This is a conversation that people are having, especially on WBON. And because there has been all of this discussion, and I'm not comparing you to these two people I'm talking about by any means. from a federal prison. That they're talking about Larry Hoover and they're talking about Jeff Fork. And these were people that, you know, put a scourge on, uh, on the African-American community. And there are people that say... Larry Hoover, Jeff Fork should never be released for prison. For someone like you, I would never say that. But be, because the reasons that they said let them out, well, you know, they can talk to these young people who are wilding out and that, that sort of thing. They're not going to listen to them, you know, as far as they're concerned. But is there redemption 
after president. You would think that, yeah, um, everybody can find redemption. But isn't it easy to find redemption after you have suffered, you know, from the uh, the actions that you have done in the past that followed you? It, tell me what you think redemption looks like. I think every man, every woman on this earth has what it takes to touch this world in extraordinary ways. It's up to them to decide what they want to do. I think men like Jeff Ford, Larry Hoover, or myself, or whoever, guys that need to show redemption isn't just guys that's in prison. It's people that never been in prison that need to show redemption. The men should, that's in the world today, that never been in prison, that's leaving, that's leading some of these marches, that's leading some of these nonviolent movements. They are showing redemption. They are giving back. But men in prison, with the education and far as the the will to lead, definitely learns redemption, and they definitely have the tools to do it. But a big part of redemption is being forgiven. Mm-hmm. We must be forgiven. Let's call it from a federal prison. In my situation, as far as the communities where I put the drugs at, they have to forgive me. Some kids that I know that parents may have used the drugs, they was felt and they was hurt by it. Mm-hmm. I was a kid in that situation, so I know how I feel when you think your parents don't love you, but they just have a disease. They have a disease because they're hooked on the drug. They love you, and right at that moment, they just don't know how to express it. Those parents have to show redemption. So we can't say that no one can't show redemption, but it takes two. It takes for the people to forgive us and for us to try to show it and go out there and be a part of these communities, talk to these youth. But also, they need to show redemption in here. You have to have guys that have leadership inside these prison walls because nowadays these guys are coming out worse mentally and spiritually than they came in because they are not getting the proper um the proper tools on their own. So for myself personally, I have believed in self-rehabilitation. I believed in getting my relationship with God right because, therefore, he is the redeemer of all. So, therefore, now I am begging guys like the Thomas Curse from the Hammond um, Federal Court Department Division, the head U.S. attorney, show me, let me help show redemption. Let me redeem myself. They said in sentencing, my actions, my words caused me to get a life sentence. Mm -hmm. Well, let my actions and my words today cause me to get free. Mm. Let me be free. I've been working inside of this prison dealing with my son, dealing with his friends, dealing with the other inmates in here, some older than me, and our actions have to match our words. How How old is your son now? My son would be 18 years old, August 30th. I left him when he was two years old. He's um, going off to college on August 16th. He got a um, scholarship to play football. Oh, great. And let let me ask you this. Was there anything anybody could have said to you that would have kept you from doing what you did? Was there anything, because your brain's not developed, you can't see around corners because you're right. still developing. Was there anything anybody could have said to you to keep you from where you are right now? I really can't say that because for the simple fact, 
I'm not saying that I'm not guilty for what I've done. I knew what can happen with my actions. Now, did I think I would get a life sentence? Did I think I would get 30 years? No, I did not think nothing like that. But I was telling Marsha yesterday, basically what I told my son, you have an opportunity, son, that a lot of black men, and I just don't want to make this of color because even right now, the way this world going on, all lives matter to me. I would tell a young man my age, listen, you got an opportunity. If all lives matter, let me just say this to you, Duke. If all lives mattered, you wouldn't be doing 30 years in prison. I, I believe so. I believe so. But on the other hand, I, would, I have to stay humble and I have to stay who I am. I broke the law at the time when I came to prison. It was a war on drugs. I got the bad end of the stick. But... Right now, so many men are being let go. I just ask all the courts to use all their ability to let these men go and to see what was going on was wrong, and let's look forward and not look backwards. That's the message I want to put because these next generations, we got to do something to make a change. So, therefore, once again, I would tell a young kid, you got a chance of a lifetime. You got a chance to help even with guys that got hurt in a situation like me to become prosecutors, to become lawyers, to become judges. And you need to take this seriously and know that every action has a reaction. And it's no shortcuts. When the struggle come on, stand up. If you believe in Jesus Christ, pray to him. If you don't, or whoever you believe in, you know, have faith in it and keep pushing and work harder. Do not break the law. Because when you break the law, you are vulnerable to the system that we can all agree is, is broken, outside and inside. So therefore, you're vulnerable to get a, to be a part of that injustice. And I'm a living proof of it. So what would you say to your, you were 19 when you went to prison. What would you say? No, I was 24. I was 24. 24. Yeah, you were 24. Yeah. What would you say to your 24-year-old self today? I would say, get your butt in this gym. <laughs> train hard as you can don't forget about your people you made a promise use that in your training abilities use that as you speak to your family and friends make it come back pick ones up it's one at a time two at a time or whatever you're able to do don't forget about your people I will never tell a person to turn his back on his city his people his family but make it first don't try to pull everybody up while you're going because eventually you're going to get pulled down. Oh. It's no way possible that you can pull and get to the top and take everybody with you. Because, and I say come back because people say, well, if you save one, do you really know what the meaning of, of saving that one person? When you save that one person, that person might have been the one person that would have hurt thousands of people or corrupted thousands of people. So if we save that one, guess what? We save thousands. But we're we out of time. Not corrupt we're yeah. out of time. It, listen, Duke, it was so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much. And uh, hopefully I'll be live there soon within the next 60 days to, um, to talk awesome. to you guys in person. All right, then. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you guys, please wear your masks and be safe out oh, there, okay? We will. All right. Then. All right. God bless you all, and I'll talk to you later, Same okay? Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.